I just talked for about 20 some minutes and realized that the microphone was not even on. Awesome. Um, I know it's been a few weeks. I'm aware of that. My bad. Uh, I do like the Friday shows. They help me say words better. Um, it's also hopefully going to help with writing a little bit once I get into that. Uh, just easier to get words on paper, um, format ideas a little better. But um, I've been kind of busy the past few weeks, which is not an excuse. I'll never say that that's an excuse. But I've just been putting my focus on other things more. Um, I'm, I'm aware that I haven't been around, which is no good to me. Um, but anyways... The microphone is now recording. Let's say words. Um, a lot of weird stuff has been going on. Not with me, but with the world. Um, we have people on September 20th that are going to storm the the base at Area 51. I don't know how that's going to work out. Um, I'm assuming there's going to be a number of live streams that are going on. It was trending a few days ago. Um, when the, when the mainstream media caught a hold of it, uh, and the numbers in the Facebook group got higher. Um, but I, I'm sure that that, that trend will come back on September 18th or 19th. And, uh, at, at 3 AM when people, I guess, decide to storm, um, the, the, I mean, come on, what, what generation do we live in? People are going to be live streaming it. Um, it's only uh, kind of sad that we're going to end up seeing people die in real time. Um, I mean, because what do we think is going to happen? You know, you're going to go on to an Air Force base, quote unquote, Air Force base. No one knows what's there. I, I don't know if you believe in aliens or if you don't. I personally do, even though I've never seen anything to... Minus the the Bob Lazar documentary and his interview on Joe Rogan's show, um, that I would say based on what I heard and what I saw in the documentary, is there a level of credibility? Yes, I would say so. I think that if what he says is true, that they've done a decent job of discrediting him. Um, but I mean, he 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 has a story. He's been consistent with it. Um. And is it is it their fault that people want to go to Area 51? Probably. I would say so. I mean, cause and effect. The documentary comes out. He goes on Rogan's show, talks about it. Millions of viewers, millions of listeners. And now people all of a sudden want to storm Area 51 and see them aliens, is what the Facebook group says. They want to see them aliens. Um, I don't know how it's going to turn out. Am I going? Fuck no. I like life. Um... You know, even though the government knows that people just want to see them aliens, they, they don't want to see people stepping on that government property. Uh, kind of got to agree with them on this one. Um, but I, I guess we never know until they find out. Maybe there are aliens, and uh, that will be the first line of defense at Area 51. Maybe they'll just say, fuck them, let them loose. And uh, all those live streamers we'll see getting ripped in half by aliens right before... Uh, we all shut our phones off and start digging uh, underground basement bunkers. Thanks.
Oof. It, it's interesting. It's very interesting to see how popular this has gotten over the past few weeks. I remember the first time I saw the Facebook page, there was like 200,000 people interested and going that claim they're going. Um, now it's at 1.7 million people that claim to go, that, that claim they will be going, and 1.3 million that are interested. So we're sitting at around 3 million right now. And I mean, it's July. We got, I think, almost exactly two months. I think, what, what the fuck day is today? The 19th? I don't know. Um, we got two months. So the sky's the limit. How many people are going to say they're going? What sample out of that number is actually going to go? And uh, I guess on September 20th, we'll find out. Who the fuck knows? We might we might be living in a totally different world. Um, no, I'm no one's making it through. Come on. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? What else did I talk about? Um, I've been seeing a lot of. Okay, so I got really into like looking more into what's going on in the world. Um, politically and socially, ever since I saw that journalist Andy No get beat up in Portland, um, I haven't really looked into. I'm, I haven't read anything that he's put out. Um, I just listened to his story about what happened in Portland when he got jumped. Um, basically, what the group is and. I don't want to misspeak. The group is Antifa, which I guess stands for anti-fascist. Um, which, when you hear it, <coughs> excuse me, you say that, yeah, this is a good thing. We should be against fascism. Um, the only problem with that is that, as of late, it seems to be that there's fascism on both sides politically. Um... And it's kind of contradictory that Antifa, in their own way, also seems to kind of be fascist. Um, let me pull up a definition right here. Okay. Wow. Okay, so it says that fascism is a form of radical white right-wing authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and of the economy, which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe. Um, let me, before I get into this, just say that it is no good and you, you probably lack a huge, huge quotient of intelligence if you're on the far right or the far left can we all agree on that um i'm really surprised with how much information and access that we have to stuff now that more people aren't more of like a libertarian centrist kind of mindset or kind of in that mindset um so I guess by definition, that 
Antifa people can't be fascists because the definition says it's a form of radical right wing. Um, but in reality, they are. Uh, because also in this definition, it says forcible suppression of opposition and strong regimented blah, blah, blah. Uh, forcible suppression of opposition. I mean, there's nothing more forcible than beat the shit out of people, right? I mean, you can't get much further than that unless you're killing people. So, I mean, jokes on them, but apparently there's like a handbook uh, that someone wrote about being an Antifa person. I don't know. I don't know if there's like town hall meetings that they have or if they got some sort of like Facebook group that they check into. Um, but these people apparently are, they're not just on the left. There's nothing wrong with being progressive at all. There's nothing wrong with being a liberal, but it's very bad when you're too far on either side because then you you leave reason and compassion and logic and intelligence at the door i mean you don't even leave any room for it there's no tolerance for an opinion that doesn't align 100 percent with yours um you, i mean you can see that now with people that say they don't like the president their followers just come out and say well, it's just because you're like a, a far left nut, you know, there's no room for, well, no, I mean, I, I don't like them because of X, Y, and Z. They're like, well, if you say that you don't agree with them, then clearly you don't like them. Clearly you don't like me. I shouldn't agree with you. Now we have problems with each other and it's just a thing. And it's very, it's not a good way for adults to act is to pick teams. This is like, let, let's say, what's a rivalry? I would say the Cavs, but he's not there anymore. So let's say LeBron and the Warriors. I think that LeBron is like that player that will always have quote-unquote beef with the Warriors, even though he's friends with those guys. I could say in the eyes of the sports world, he is one, they are another. And let's say... You take all of his fans and all of Golden State's fans, put them in a room with each other. Like, imagine if you were watching the finals and the Lakers, I say the Lakers because that's LeBron's team now, Lakers fans are sitting in the arena, Golden State fans are sitting in the arena. Sometimes there's dispute, someone says something that's unnecessary, racist, whatever, and so there's a fight. But basically, the analogy here is that people are just looking at the other for whatever their label is, whether that's a label that they've given themselves or a label that someone else has given them based on the fact that they just don't like one singular thing that they said, and they're just going at it. That's a very... I, I've been using the word unproductive a lot lately when when I read into these things. And it's a very unproductive way to go about building a society, a good, successful society. There's nothing good about it. The way I look at it is 
a group like that, in theory, has the right intentions. They they have a problem with far right ideas. I think everyone should. I think everyone should have a problem with far left ideas. This is very contradictory because they are far left. Um, the reason I say that is because they can't just march like normal people. I think... Now, I won't go down a, another avenue here. I'll just stick to what I'm saying right now. The way that they go about doing things... You know, we got people wearing masks in the streets beating up journalists it doesn't matter if it's if it's a left-wing journalist if it's a right-wing journalist it doesn't matter you shouldn't beat people he said that he's got what did he say it andy knows the guy that got beat up um i think he said he has like a hemorrhage in his brain or a contusion or, i i don't know um but he was put into a state where he had to recover for a short time based on what happened to him. People were throwing stuff at his face. They were throwing milkshakes, I guess, at his face. Um, silly string. And it, none of this sounds serious, but it's the fact that the man was bloodied. They fucked up his head. I believe he said he had a concussion. Um, and then along with that, and I don't know what the story was behind this, but there was, I don't know if it was the same event or a separate event. Um, there was a guy and an older man who got beat up as well. And I saw a photo of the, the guy with stitches in the back of his head, because I saw in the video, um, someone with a mask on hit the guy twice over the head with, it was semi blurry, but it was clear enough to see what was going on. Um, some sort of pipe, or it was like a small bat or something, but with one hand he hit the guy in the head twice, and I saw a photo of the guy had to get stitches, um, and his face is all bloodied up. Just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean... I'm pretty sure the guy was trying to protect the old guy because people were beating on the old man too. And people on the internet said, well, maybe the old guy was like a Nazi or maybe the old guy was like, they're trying to support the alt-right. And I'm not supporting that mindset if that is true. But I will say that the right way to go about that isn't hitting someone over the head with a pipe. I mean, people could die. Like you could kill people. I don't think that just because you're having a, a disagreement of ideologies that it should resort to violence. That's like, I mean, we see road rage videos on the internet. Someone gets hit or someone gets cut off and then you see someone get out of a car to red light and bang on someone's window or pull them out of a vehicle or something just uncivil. And... It shouldn't, it doesn't matter what the context is, there's a better way to go about it. There's a better way to go about everything, especially everything that goes on now. There's just two extremes, and they're just going at each other for the sake of, 
I heard a, an analogy of point scoring the other day. They're going at each other for the sake of scoring points. If I beat you up, I'm right, and I'm right because you're wrong. You know, there, there's no there's no sense behind it. And I, I think that the fact that people wear masks during it is just, like, if you're going to wear a mask, you should kind of know that what you're doing is wrong, you know? Especially such wide scale. I, the, who was it? Um, yeah, it, it was Andy No that said that he's been in contact with Portland, like the police, the the city, um, and they're trying to figure out why this was allowed to happen. Because uh, he said he was getting beat up in front of like the the police station or the sheriff or whatever, and when he got away. He went up to the police and said, why, you know, this just happened to me. Why, why is nothing being done about this? And he said that the police told him they were told not to arrest anybody because then it would incite the crowd into more violence. And I could be entirely wrong, but based on every podcast I've heard him go on to and everything I've seen on the internet... Um, in, in situations like this, I try to pull from both sides and see if there's any one that kind of sits in the middle on this stuff because they're, they're not saying that a journalist got beat up. They're saying that a conservative journalist got beat up, which then makes people you know pick a side and say, well, good, he got beat up because he's conservative. That's, that's how it should be. We should beat them all up. That, that's what people think. It's gross. And um, he's saying that... Basically, the way it sounds is that the city doesn't want to do anything. And from what I understand, the the Portland, could you say division? The Portland group, the Portland supporters of um, Antifa are one of the most extreme. Um, I don't get what happened to... I mean, has there ever been a time where people just sat in a room and could have like a discussion without having to gouge each other's eyes out? Unless someone's walking down the street with a gun or knife in hand, hurting every single person that they walk by, is there really a need for violence just because of ideology? It's really scary to think that people have gotten to the point where they have to basically like torches and pitchforks on the way out the door. Because you think that someone is going to not agree with you. I think that just being kind of like a centrist with my approach to all of this stuff and the way that I look at things is just, I, I see sense in both sides from things that they do. I don't agree with everything fully. And some of it I just don't agree with at all. Um... But I, I think that if people just took the time to have a discussion that things could just get worked out or you could come to some sort of agreement or a basis to, you know, here's the foundation that I think we should try to set and work off of. Like, what's our common goal? What are we trying to get to that'll make us both happy where we don't have to sacrifice much, but, you know that we can find a 
peaceful agreement on, you know? And I just don't see that. And uh, I think that's why uh, why uh, people are storming Area 51. <laughs> I, I, I just, you see these things and there's just no answer to the madness, you know? And being someone that sits in the middle and tries to look at the gray area in all of these issues, you see that a lot of it on the internet is just black and white. You know, you could see that, God, what would be an example? Not a real example, but people have gotten beat up. People have gotten assaulted. Um, and the first thing people say on the internet is, you know, he's a lefty, he's on the right, like, serves him right, they had it coming. And that's, it just makes no sense. Like, th- there's no logic behind it. If someone goes on, you know, a killing spree, or if they murdered their family and something happened to them, you know, serves them right. But when you ask the question of what do they believe in, you're, you're throwing any opportunity for reason or logic or that, that gray area, what's in between the lines, totally out the window. And it's, people aren't willing to ask questions. And what I think is the funniest thing is that so many of these people on these extreme ends, both, both ends, come from college. These are college-age kids that are graduated. They're supposed to be educated. They're supposed to want to seek knowledge and information and develop an understanding about the world that they live in and the industries that they work in and how they impact their community and the environment and their the society that they live in as a whole. And they don't. And it's concerning because <laughs> this this sounds so cliche. It just it, it's concerning because young people are the future. And from what I see, a lot of young people don't. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a smart person because I'm not. I, I'm 22. I don't have it all figured out. I don't know everything. But when I see stuff I don't agree with, I ask questions. So I can try to get an understanding or at least have it lead me to somewhere where I can ask another question. Um, when I talked to Sienna a few weeks ago on the podcast, at the very end, um, I, I had asked her the question of if she could go back to school, still have her passion and work on her passion of art um, and not have to take classes for it. It, what would she recommend a student in her type of situation do? And she said she would recommend that they take a major in psych and philosophy, where I then agreed with her. Um, I actually remember smiling at her while she was saying it because I was thinking the exact same thing. And it's because all we know, what we know is all we know, which is very vague. But what we don't know is to ask questions so we can get answers 
or open the door for more questions to be asked that give us answers that we can ask more questions on. You know, that's what it should be all about. And we, we don't care to see where people come from anymore. And we don't care to see where people's minds are at when they say or do things. Um, and it's concerning because in 15, 20 years, when people of our generation are kind of leading things, is it going to change at all? You know, I, I, I guess that there's like, I, I haven't, I, I've only voted in one election, so I don't really know much. Um, I voted third party because I didn't really agree or feel comfortable voting for uh, Hillary or Donald. Um, and I, there's a lot of discontent even then. Um, I, I don't, I don't see reason in a lot of the things people do or say now. Um, I, I, I find a lot of time to kind of reflect on the stuff that I absorb. I don't make too much out of it. Um, but it, it is a, a part of daily life kind of, you know, we all have access to the internet and our phones will tell us how much we use them every single day. It's not, it's not a guessing game. And we all see a lot and we're exposed to a lot. We're exposed to a lot that we disagree with and we only follow and pay attention to people that we do agree with. And I, I, that's very problematic. You know, I said in an old podcast that I don't, find a lot of logic in some of the things that AOC says. Um, But I follow her because I want to know what she's saying. And all this stuff that's going on with the quote-unquote squad of the the four ladies now that we're told to go back home, I, I think that telling someone to go home because just of who they are and what they stand for is awful. They don't stand for anything bad. They just don't like you. And they don't like what a lot of people are doing. There's nothing wrong with pointing that out. Um, sometimes there's not logic associated with what comes from both sides. It's just kind of like a, like a he said, she said thing, but I think in that situation, and I don't, I don't like the president. I didn't vote for him. I don't agree with really anything that he does. Um, he he says things, and people try to claim that he's being taken out of context. But when you say stuff, and it's out there for a while, and then you try to backpedal, and you don't own up to anything it's concerning and you see that a lot from i i think that the problem on the right um is that stuff is said or done 
with a very slight percentage of good intent in mind. And it's just wrong. It's just, it's the wrong way. I mean, we can look back to, God, who was it? I'm not sure. But the the whole immigration thing has been an issue for more than this presidency. And it's just been taken another way now because of the way it's being presented and the way it's being constructed to just camp people up and put them in bad conditions. I, I saw something on the internet earlier that the administration is charging families money for DNA tests that will match kids up with their parents again. And that's just wrong. It's wrong that you separate them in the first place. And I, I know that I'm kind of stepping on my own toes and contradicting myself and saying some of this stuff. Um, I, I saw the video of the, I can't remember who it was. Um, he was like the guy that was in charge of the border patrol, I guess saying that crossing is illegal and that if someone in this country does something illegal and they have a child that they'll be separated from the child that makes perfect sense i understand that but considering the conditions you know people are trying to get away from bad situations and bad lives and come into a good one and that opportunity is an afterthought after they get their family taken away from them and it's a very disturbing thing to think about that there are just schools of children just sitting around not knowing what's happening to their parents. Um, I saw a video of like the, the VP and some other people go to one of the camps and they saw people... <sighs> makes me think of like going to the zoo... And what, what, what would you do if all of the animals just screamed up to the front of their cages and started saying, get me out of here? You know, this is a nightmare. I, I, don't, I don't know how I'd react to that. And it kind of seemed like it was a heartless presentation of power almost um and it looked like there was almost a sense of pride on the vp's face um just seeing that you know kind of saying you know the the things that i'm working for are working you know people are just being detained and held and put in bad conditions um that's that's the presentation of that side um i already talked about how i feel about the other side it's it's a, a radical mindset that if you try to disagree with it you're you're going to be misrepresented by whoever um i think in a, in a special way that everyone um, not speaking politically, but just everyone in general has a, a slew of faults. Um, 
you can own up to them if you want. It's not really necessary. But to have that conversation with yourself and to work on yourself and notice that you're doing better or that you can do better is incredibly important. And I apologize if there's background noise. The dog is dreaming. Um, it, it is important to understand that we're not perfect. And I, I, I think that a lot of older people kind of disregard that. And they go off of the, I didn't get this old being dumb mindset. Um, but a lot of dumb people in a pack can still get pretty far. And it's, it's just everywhere. And it's very... I, I think that it gives any relatively intellectual person an opportunity to sit back and just reflect on themselves and what they've done in the past and kind of look at their current situation and see, <coughs> excuse me, um, kind of how far they've come. Um, I do think that things will change in the next few years. I, I don't know if it's going to have anything to do with an election or if it's just going to have something to do with time. Um, maybe if something fucked up happens at Area 51, people will open their eyes and decide to uh, coexist a little better with others. But it's just one of those things that seems to be a huge issue lately. And I just think that everyone could do better. I think everyone on the internet, um, there's nothing wrong with having an opinion. There's nothing wrong with putting that out there for the world to see. But I think people need to take time to listen to what others have to say. Even if you don't, at a glance, agree with them, it doesn't matter what it is. Um... I follow PETA and I don't agree with half the stuff that they post. I think that it's some of it is a reach or that it's illogical. Um, but I, I still interact with it if I don't agree with it. I, I'm not one of those people that will post like a photo of someone barbecuing because um, I think that's just kind of immature and I don't want to be immature. But I saw them post, what was it the other day? Um about domesticated cats that have owners that let them walk outside and go outside. Um, and I, I guess there's a few isolated incidents where neighbors or people in the area have shot them with BB guns. And they attached a photo to it um, that was a cat covered in its own blood with its eyeball on the sidewalk. And I don't have a cat. Um, my, my buddy has a cat, but I have a dog. And when I see stuff like that, I'm just, I, I picture that being my pet and it bothers me, which I know it's supposed to. And I know I, I tweeted Peter saying like, no one wants to see this. This is why Facebook censors the stuff that you guys post because this, this is upsetting to people. 
um, I think it's okay to point out things like the, the fair life people that just beat up calves for their job. Um, it's okay to point those things out. It's okay to point out that like Texas A&M has a department where they experiment on dogs. Um, some, something that has to do with muscular dystrophy. And I saw a video of, you know, they, they have dogs that their tongues get swollen and um, they, they can't move right and stuff happens to their bodies and they just end up dying before like the age of two because of all the shit that the, the university apparently does to them. Um, and I actually do, I, I said I was going to call the university today, but um, it might be too late now. Um, maybe tomorrow. But I, I definitely do want to call because there's a number that they tweeted that I liked. Um, that I just want I just want to know. I, I want to know why. I want to know why it's okay. But it, basically, I just went down a completely different road. I look at things that I don't necessarily agree with. Because I feel like it gives me like a point zero one percent chance of knowing more or knowing a different angle, so I could just at least try to understand what's going on. How dry has this podcast been so far? <laughs> um, I apologize for the seriousness of this one, but not really. Because I feel like it's it's all stuff that needs to be said. Um, like I said, I'm not smart. I don't know everything. I don't really know anything. But um, I do feel that I kind of am in the middle with a lot of issues. And that I'm okay with looking at the gray area of a lot of things and that I like to sit back and kind of take stuff in and ask questions. Um, so I just wanted to uh, kind of soapbox for a few minutes there. Um, moving on. I went to the bookstore a few days ago. Um, I have Dan Harris's Meditation for, S- Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. Um, I almost said skeptic fidgeters. Um, it's a follow-up to his 10% happier book, which I did read. It's on the bookshelf on the blog, uh, cause I definitely would recommend it. Um, I haven't really stuck with the meditation consistently. Um, I think tonight would be a good night because Casey's at work late, so I could squeeze some of that in. Um... But this book, from what I understand, they went on kind of like a road trip after his book came out, his first book came out. And it was just them teaching the practice to people, learning different ways to practice from other people. Um, He has a guy with him that he's friends with that is like a meditation expert um, that helps write the book with him. Um, He has a lot to do with how the practices are presented. Um, and what I noticed, I'm still early on in the book. I think I'm in like chapter three or four. I think four. Specifics don't matter. Um, and all the meditations so far go from, I think like 10 seconds to 10 minutes. Um, or, or one minute to 10 minutes. And it 
kind of looking at that reinforces the idea that this stuff really doesn't take that long and that it's a good habit to have, even though I'm totally, you know, contradicting myself because I just said I haven't done this consistently lately. Um, I think that it's something that everyone should try. It doesn't matter if everyone does it. Um, but I think you should try it. It makes sense. And, uh, you know, give it a month. Um, I, I noticed that I was sleeping better and I was able to speak better and think more clearly uh, after only like a week of doing it. I was only doing it for five minutes at a time. And I would squeeze in like one minute or some breath work uh, when I'd pull up to work or when I'd get home or am in the shower. Um, it's just good to kind of shut your, your brain off every once in a while and see kind of what thoughts come in. Um, and then just react to them by shutting them off again or focusing on something and seeing where that goes. Um, I've seen ideas kind of expand themselves. Um, if, if one comes by, mm, I, I kind of like to focus on them if it's something interesting, but if it's not, then I just kind of try to forget everything. Um, I'm probably confusing the absolute shit out of someone that's listening right now by talking about something that they are not aware of yet. Um, if you don't want to buy the book, if you're not into reading, it's totally fine. Um, it, but if you are interested, I would recommend going on YouTube and just typing in Dan Harris Meditation. Um, there's a number of videos. You could also look at Sam Harris Meditation. They aren't related um, in any way. But just you try it. You're not going to know until you try it. So you might as well give it a shot. It'll only take five minutes. You'll probably get nothing out of it at first, and that's totally fine. Um, I really don't think there's anything you can get out of it unless you're having like some sort of massive experience where you're at like a retreat. I read stories in his first book where um, he went to a retreat. He talked to people that went to retreats, and they would experience things. But I, I, personally, it hasn't happened to me in sitting for five or ten minutes. Um I think that for me, it's just clarity. Um, I'm not as anxious. I don't stress out about stuff as much. Um, I can I, I can word thoughts out a little better. Um, and I'm just a little more relaxed unless I'm in traffic. Then that's a different story. But I'm working on it. And even when I snap in my rear view mirror, um, I kind of go, hey, oh, calm down. It's okay. You know. They're not being an asshole because of anything I did. You know, maybe they're in a hurry. Don't worry about it. Let it go. Turn your music up. You'll be home soon. Um, I also got a book when I bought that one. It's called... God, what was it? I got Mark Manson's second book um, called Everything is Fucked. It's his second book after the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Um... I noticed a trend with the titling. Um, I haven't read it yet. I heard his podcast with Aubrey Marcus where he talked about a few of the key points in his book. It does sound interesting. I did open up a page. I knew I was going to buy it the second I saw it. 
Um, but I did open up a page just to see kind of how it was presented. And I like how it's formatted. Um, it's kind of how I like to format stuff when I write. So it was interesting to kind of see that in a, in a bound book. Um, I'm excited to read that one. I'm sure it's going to end up on the bookshelf just like uh, this other one that I have right now. It is called Plato and a Platypus Walk into a Bar. Um, the title caught my attention. They had it at the, uh, was it RIT or U of R? It was at the RIT Barnes of Noble, but you can get it anywhere. Um, it was like a $15 book. It wasn't expensive, but it teaches you philosophical concepts by using jokes. And it's not like a joke book. Um, they will explain stuff in a more like a dry format. And then they will tell you a scenario or a, a back and forth conversation that will allow you to see kind of firsthand what that concept actually looks like. Um, actually, let me pause this right now and I will go grab that book so I can tell you actually what I mean by saying firsthand. All right, I'm back with the book. Um, it goes through a bunch of different types of philosophy or philosophical concepts. Um, it's got four listed on the back. The first one's logic which I'm reading right now. Uh, the next is existentialism, language, and ethics. Um, I think there's a few more in there. I'm not sure. I, I thought I already saw one, but I could be wrong. Um, anyways, so there's a part that I'm reading right now, and I thought it was funny. Uh, this, is, this is in the logic section. Um it'll give a heading as to kind of what concept it'll talk about. It'll give you a little before and after uh, kind of context, and then it'll tell you some like sort of scenario using that principle to kind of explain it better. Um, this one's a logical reasoning. It's kind of obvious. I say logical reasoning, and you could kind of figure out what that means. Um, you probably even think of uh, something that happened today that you thought was illogically reasoned. Um, but just to give you an idea of what kind of examples it has in the book, because they're all funny, uh, at least the ones that I've read so far. Uh, an Irish man walks into a Dublin bar and orders three pints of Guinness, drinks them down, taking a sip from one, then the next, until they're gone. He then orders three more. The bartender says, you know they'd be less likely to go flat if you bought them one at a time. The man says, I know, but I have two brothers, one in the States and one in Australia. When we went our separate ways, we promised each other that we'd drink. Wow, I lost myself. We promised each other that we'd drink this way in memory of the days when we drank together. Each of these is for one of my brothers and the third is for me. The bartender's touched and says, what a great custom. The Irishman becomes regular in the bar and always orders the same way. One day he comes in and orders two pints. The other regulars notice and the silence falls over the bar because they're probably thinking that one of his brothers died. When he comes to the bar for his second round, the bartender says, please accept my condolences, pal. The Irishman says, oh no, everyone's fine. I just joined the Mormon church and I had to quit drinking. 
stuff like that. And I look forward to getting further into the book and seeing things that I haven't heard about before and uh, kind of being able to get a, a minor grasp on what they actually mean. Um, I got gifted a Barnes & Noble gift card uh, from a relative the other day um, as a congrats for graduating. I don't know how he knows that I read so much, but um, I also picked up kind of like a philosophy handbook um, at the store. And this one will be interesting because I'm not religious at all. Um, but I'm curious as to, I guess you could say what the hype is or what the, uh, what the popularity is. I bought a Bible, which I'm, I'm not excited to get into it because I flipped through it and the print is small as hell and it's long, a lot of pages. Um, so while I'm curious to see what's in there, cause here's my logic. So I'm not religious. I, I used to go to church a lot because my dad would force me and my brother to go. Um, and I was kind of mentally distant when we were there because my question was, why does everyone stand up every 12 minutes and sing a song and then sit back down? Um, so I'm curious to look through the whole thing and figure out... A lot of the content, whenever I see anyone debate, like an intellectual debate, they always reference stuff from the Bible. And I, I'm, ju I'm just curious. I mean, I, I'm not going to become a religious person just because I'm reading it. I just want to know, you know, isn't that, that's weird. It's a very, that's like the most time consuming pursuit of figuring out my curiosity that I think I've ever done because I know it's going to take forever. It's longer than like a Robert Greene book. Um, it, it, I, I don't know if I should go through it all at once or if I should kind of break it down and maybe like read a little bit of it before I go to bed, but I don't want to get too curious to the point where I can't, you know, sleep. Um, if anyone that listens has read the Bible, shoot me a message and give me a few tips. I felt kind of bad because when I uh, cashed out at the store, the girl said that the version I bought, um, I, like I, out of ignorance, I didn't know that there was different versions. Um, maybe it was just the way it was printed or something. Um... She said that it was her favorite version, and I think she kind of expected me to, like, say something back, and I just couldn't, because it's like, I'm reading this out of, like, curiosity, and if I were to respond to you, it would be just out of ignorance. Like, I would say something dumb. I knew I would say something dumb, so I just kind of stared at the keypad and punched my PIN number in. Um, I kind of felt like an ass. Because she was like staring at me and I could see through the top of my glasses that she was staring at me. But I was like, yeah. And then just left the store. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Okay, so I was talking about the bookshelf. I 
have the blog now and it's kind of all to myself. Um, so anything that goes up is going to be by me, from me, uh, to whoever checks it out. Um, I will be doing stuff with it on Facebook. Uh, maybe I'll share a link here and there on Twitter. Um, you can find the podcast on there. You could find stuff that I write on there. I have a page. Um, I haven't added anything to it yet except for my brother's blog because I felt very bad um, because he would write and I would post it on the blog, but then I took everything off the blog um, so I could kind of focus on myself. He is on my resources page uh, under entertainment. I'm going to have a bunch of different categories um, where people can pull up different things. Um, maybe it's like stuff where, where do I learn about health and fitness or where do I find good workouts or what are good things that I have purchased that I would recommend to people. Um, those will all be on the resources page. Um, that'll kind of be like my, my blow by blow, um, expenditure of kind of tidbitty knowledge. Um, along with that, let me pull up the website right here. I have it bookmarked. I, I reformatted it. So it looks slightly different. Uh, I have an about page. It's me. I have the blog page, me podcast, this podcast. Um, the bookshelf is up there. And while I have this bookshelf up, I started a, so I did an ebook I think it was like during the the winter, maybe, or the spring sometime. So it's old. Um, it's not really even that accurate anymore. Um, I have like a new, I guess you could call it a strategy that I'll use while I'm reading. I use an index card as a bookmark. And I always read with a pen just in case I want to underline anything or put parentheses around something relevant. Um, but sometimes while I'm reading, I'll have a question about what something is or something that I'm, I'm slightly aware of that I want to know more about. Um, so I use the index card to write that down, write that question down so I could look further into it. Um, and I have these little boxes that I bought for storing business cards, actually. Like if I get someone's business card, I'll put them in one of these boxes but I have a spare one, so I think I'm going to use that for index cards that I have that are loaded with questions that I've asked myself um, during reading. Um, with that said, if you go to the bookshelf page on the website, um, these are all books that I've read. I'm not, I'm not going to post a book on here that I have not read. I think that's very dishonest. Um and then I'll also point out what book I'm currently reading and who wrote it. Um, yeah, Th this isn't every book that I've read, but it's um, the ones that I've read that I got something out of or that I thought were interesting or entertaining that I uh, think that someone else could get something out of. Um, what was it? I mentioned the ebook and then I think I completely washed over that. The one that's up there right now is, I, I gotta say, it's pretty irrelevant. Um, I didn't format it properly. So if you were to open the PDF on your computer, the cover is grainy and ugly. And I wish I would have known that it would have looked like that. 
Um, but the past is the past. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I have in there, I talked a lot about routines, and those have all changed for the most part. Um, I listen to a lot of different podcasts now, and I, I just get a lot of different things out of the the, the things that I spoke about in that ebook. Um, maybe I'll do another one soon. I don't know. Um, I did see that there's a number of people that downloaded it. Um, so I think there might be a slight amount of interest. I've been a lot more active on Instagram and Twitter and everything lately. So I do think, um, that more people would maybe pull it, but I do feel like I should do that again, just so I could kind of, um, clarify what I do a little better. Um, I got the resources page. I am going to segment it. Um, just by using buttons, you open the page, you want to see something, you want to see what I have under entertainment, you click the button, it'll show you health and fitness, click the button, um, knowledge, click the button, etc. Um, other than that, I have a newsletter, which I will work on once I have enough people subscribe to it. Um, don't really want to do a newsletter for like a dozen people. So, um, I'm sure that that's just something that will grow with time, which I'm totally content with. Uh, and then a contact page, pretty obvious how you can reach out. Um, just DM me, shoot me an email, mention me in a tweet, whatever. I'm, I'm cool with any of it. Um, I really don't have that much else. I kind of, I soapboxed and I ranted and I blathered. Um, it's Friday. The weekend's here. Have a good weekend. Uh, stay safe. Don't go to Area 51. Uh, buy ice cream that has plastic foil over it. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you next week for sure. <laughs>